Be kind to strangers, because it's the loving thing to do. Also, you never know. They could be angels. Scott Curran. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a Silver Linings Playcast. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Silver Linings Playcast. I'm your host, Jamie Ward, and this is the Silver Linings Playcast, which I just said, and y'all know. Y'all know, as far as I know, the only podcast solely devoted to talking about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. We have a very special episode today. Why? This is our 100th episode. This is part 26 of our special 100-parter. That means we are over a quarter of a way done with this special 100-parter. That's amazing to think that we have been on this episode for a quarter as long as we have been doing this podcast the whole time, right? But everyone is special. I bet you didn't even expect a podcast to be coming out because we are pushing it way late in the week. You know, it's normally a Thursday episode, which gets recorded and put out on a Wednesday. We have been missing a lot of episodes lately. Not missing them, checking in, but, um, you know, they were just parts of a, a special parter. This this is going to be a full episode, though, and I'm really excited. I mean, it's not going to be a full episode because it's only... Part 26 of a 100-parter, right? It's just part of an episode. But but as far as weekly contribution to the overall product of the Silver Linings playcast, it's going to be a full entry into the annals of Silver Linings Platum. Hmm. And that's Plate Yum that just got delivered. That's right. We got some uh, what, Russian sushi rolls, you call them? I <laughs> know. It's, it's just ham and pickles and things. Ham and pickles. Stuff. Ham and chickles. Ch- chickles. Ham and chickles. What it's is the it? Midwestern what dad mid- snack. Midwestern dad snack, which seems like something that Robert De Niro's character, uh, Patrizio, probably would have absolutely liked. If in... Except for it probably would have been a very specific type of like Italian ham. Exactly. It would have been yeah. like mortadella. Uh-huh. Because Italians do it right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, oh, wait, something fun. Uh, we have recently start One, okay, so this is just a side note. We have recently started into what uh, many consider one of the best TV series of all time. It's, uh, well, we, we finished, we watched, we watched Better Call Saul, which was the sister series to Breaking Bad, which in the Breaking Bad universe... Is it a sister? Both, but sister series? Uh, I don't know. Is it a prequel series? It's like it's. Yeah, we don't even know if there's technically it's any crossover. It stands either. alone. Um, you could you could watch it without uh, watching Breaking Bad. I think that's what. They maybe it is a sister it. series because I think yeah, it's like part of Breaking Bad is actually happening mm-hmm. while consecutively. Yeah. So it's like that one sister that went off to college and went a little crazy, and uh-huh. the other one stayed in her small town and. <laughs> So this is, it's kind of like the other sister series because Walt would be like the sister that went to college because he is a school teacher. He sort of took the conventional route doing everything right 
originally. Yeah. And Slip and Jimmy was totally the guy that exactly. decided not to go to, even though Stayed he did go to town. correspondence, uh, Amer University of American Samoa or something, law school of yeah, Samoa. Like that. Anyway, I was I was bringing that up to say we we, it's so it's interesting to me that that's that's widely considered one of the best TV series of all time. Well, we also started just recently. Uh, on the Sopranos, which is also considered one, it's it's a different thing. But I I think it's interesting how they're both sort of crime dramas. Uh, not to give too many spoilers about what the Sopranos is about, uh, but there is some illegal activities that that take place in that show. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, yeah, so many hip violations. But I th yeah, oh my goodness! Like it's <laughs> it opens up with a camera. Not even in the therapist's about... office. Yeah, exactly. And OSHA violations. Too. Yes, my goodness. Uh, that's that's what so I like. many illegal things. That's one of my favorite things. So I really loved the uh, Sons of Anarchy series, but I always I was always fascinated by this motorcycle club that was okay with killing people, running guns and drugs, but they always made sure to wear their helmets to abide by the uh, DOT safety laws of whatever state they were in. Very important. It was that was my favorite part. Whenever. They like have to go chase somebody. Like they'd all run to their bikes, and then they'd like take an extra couple seconds to put on <laughs> their helmets. Um, and and I think one of the reasons that, that crime dramas are such compelling drama narrative because it really allows you to explore the most interesting and fundamental questions about humanity because i think one of the things i love watching the sopranos this time which you totally get from breaking bad and you totally get from uh better call saul is that you you really empathize so hard with these characters that if you were looking objectively from what traditional society views you're like oh these are the bad guys these are the lawbreakers. But once you start getting a glimpse into their backstory and their motivations, you realize, you're like, they have their own codes. They have their own rule of law, their own hierarchy. What is it that made us decide that the morality, the correct morality, is this institution that we consider civil law? That's sort of like history being written by the victors of battles um, because like within the Sopranos organization and family, you have like, you can break a rule within their organization and have to pay, or you can do something good and be rewarded. There is in an equal and parallel system of order, and we have arbitrarily decided to go with like this one that we're born into and we're, we're taught through schools and stuff is, that is the right way. But like if you were brought up in a whole different system, I, you would not, this is an important thing. I'm, I'm like not passing judgment on this, but according to like the philosophy, you would not be uh, an immoral person for trying to follow the code in which you are a part of or brought up in, which is why we, we run into a lot of, this this problem where we judge other people from different walks of life when like if, if you think about it just on a human basis there's nothing wrong with always trying to be the best at whatever you were taught the best is i have an interesting one of you said like you know people from other areas or yes whatever please. something i learned today 
um, you've heard of the flower wolfsbane, right? Or the plant wolfsbane? I've heard, I've heard of it. I don't... Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the, I guess like it gets the name or like the legend or something like that. And like, I think it was the 1500s. I know, they're so good. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think it's 1500s maybe. They had a big werewolf problem, obviously, over in Europe, mm-hmm. which would also line up with what they were talking about on the, the Tudor mm-hmm. monostatic farm thing. <laughs> Thanks, Alison Bournette, for, uh... <laughs> anyway, um, but if there was somebody that came to town that you didn't really like around or something like that, mm-hmm. um, they would carry wolfsbane with them, and they would hold them under the chin of somebody who they suspected to be a, a werewolf, really? and if it turned a different color, which could have just happened because you just plucked it or whatever uh-huh. and held it under there, you could have mushed it up, they would get sentenced to death by furnace or whatever because they were considered to be a werewolf, so even though they weren't, they were like thousands of people that died and then they never had a werewolf problem yet <laughs> but still like that's following society that's... exactly that's such a, like and, and you look at the medieval and ancient examples so much of like they have all these these things that they use to figure out things yeah but they were skewed to like always get positive results yep. um and so it's i think it's always good to look at even the things that we uh accept today in our own lives and be like our are we actually looking for what we believe in is true, or are we just accepting these tests that were taught to us from who knows where? And, uh, you know, which is exactly why I thought today it would be a great... To, what we're going to do is watch... Um, and you can, you can play along at home if you want. We are going to be watching... Uh, an episode. Watching and pausing. A, a, uh, <laughs> no, we're not going to pause it. We're going to go all the way through. I know. Um, uh, of an American television series called Angel. Um, so Angel is a supernatural drama series created by writer and director Joss Whedon in collaboration with David Greenwald. It aired on the WB from October 5, 1999 to May 19... 19- to, no, May 19, 2004. It consisted of five seasons, 110 episodes, um, and it was produced by Whedon's production company, Mutant Enemy. It is a genre of supernatural fiction, action, horror, neo-noir, and tragedy. And I'm going to be joined by my very lovely special guest co-host, Miss Katie P, on this episode, and we will be describing to you all the amazing things that are happening. <laughs> so we're going to be watching the pilot episode of Angel, and you can play along in real time if you want to watch what we're watching. We're watching it on Hulu. It used to be on Amazon, but it switched over. The original air date was October 5th, 1999 on the CW. This is season one, episode one of Angel. It's called City of Angels. And uh, it was rated TV 14, so if you're under 14, ask your parents if you can watch it while you're listening to this podcast. But if you're under 14, you probably shouldn't be listening to this podcast, so the rating of Angel is the least of your concerns. All right, we're going to do a countdown, so if you want to watch along with us, you'll know uh, what we are talking about, all right? And we're going to go in three, two, one. It is loading and boom. It's interesting this TV 14 because I don't even think they had ratings back then. It, they might have put all the things. Yeah, afterwards. Back. 
and other things. It's, uh, I would like to see if they had the original rating. This is so funny because I remember the time you originally, like, we started this, you didn't actually even tell me what you were putting on. You were just like, hey, I'm going to put on one of my favorite TV shows and you made me cover my eyes. Don't judge me. And I had no idea what to expect. Yeah? So here we have David Boreanaz. Who plays Angel. He's drinking he's, at a bar. Yeah, he's, he's pretending to be drunk at a bar. Pretending to be drunk. Because, spoiler alert, you haven't found this out yet, but he's actually a vampire. Well, I mean, if they saw Buffy. People. Is he hunting people? I don't know. I don't remember. Oh, very strong uh, jawline guy. He's wearing uh, exponentially more rings than he usually does in this scene. <laughs> he's, got, he's got rings on the loose fingers. I guess he must have changed you know. the laws in California for, you know, like, knuckles and, and like, you know, being yeah. in a fight oh, to right. consider assault with a deadly weapon <laughs> you're wearing rings. It's interesting because his character was established in a whole different TV series before, but... They're also reestablishing it so somebody like me, who never saw any of this before, can come in. Oh God, the horrible CGI is even more amazing. Yeah, we have our first vampire transition. It's interesting that they decided to like make the vampires change their whole faces, and every every vampire show and movie has like a different. Little thing to differentiate their vampires, and they have really ugly. Back. <laughs> so there was a lot of more martial arts in this than I was expecting in a vampire show. It's really a hand-to-hand -hand vampire show. You already had some. Yeah, no, ma'am, no. Yeah. Uh, Tiny Cat is trying to come get some ham and pickle snacks. I'm smacking so loud. I'm so sorry. I was probably no, it's okay. it up. I love... Oh my God. So this show reminded me, originally, when Katie put it on, I, visually, it, it made me think of one of my favorite 90s TV shows, Highlander, the series. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest, this was way better. Uh, because I, the big problem with Highlander is it took itself way too seriously. It was yeah. like grossly melodramatic. Wow, okay, so the dusting though, when he, when he stabs him in the uh -huh. heart, the dusting really has not... Hey, there's the opening credit scene. Yep. Um, but the, yeah, that, that CGI really hasn't, graphic hasn't changed. <laughs> well, she's so cute right now. Yeah. She just wants all the attention. Maybe she knows so that the... the um, PTSD German Shepherd is coming back. She can sense it. Oh, she might say something, guys. She's, Tiny Cat is right under the microphone. Um, trying to... Please keep me modest. You don't see it. Try it, like... Yeah, I'm giving away the fact that I am podcasting without pants. 
Yeah, we're just gonna get the cat in the microphone. Okay. <laughs> Put it in the show. link in the show notes. So, <laughs> so I, it's it's interesting to see how much this show changed too. We're we're currently on season five. We're almost done. We have like four more episodes of the whole series, oh. but we're jumping back to the beginning. Which one was Christian Kane? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because okay, no, never mind. Yeah, that's um, yeah. This is where he's introduced. But also, uh, Vito or Vito? Um, what's his name? Vito? V-Y-T-O. Is it Reginus? Um, yeah. I think he may have been one of, like, the bigger name people. I'm trying to think. What else was he in that was, like... He was in Cain and Abel. <laughs> oh, he was also in Star Trek. That's why. That's like I was like I recognize him. So okay. there's. Oh. So this is so they just introduced uh, a character who becomes one of the he's he's one of the main characters in the first season and spoiler alert he gets he gets replaced but he, he leaves in a very organ like um yeah I forgot all about. It's interesting going back and watching the beginning. Well, I come in uninvited, so you know I'm not a vampire. They really did a lot of, a lot of like writing. They, like you said, they don't take themselves too seriously, but uh -huh. it wasn't like plebs where they just squished a guy in the first yeah. episode. But yeah, um, there was a lot of really great writing on this. Yeah, and I'm I'm super interested to see how the how the series concludes in about four. Okay, so now hold on. That Doyle is the character they just yeah. uh, introduced, and he's kind of giving us like a once over mm -hmm. about the history of Angel and for the people that didn't really watch Buffy and things like that. Yeah. Oh my God, I'm gonna eat all these if you don't eat them. First. No, yeah, yeah, like because you made. A bunch of nice sat there and ate them, and then I repositioned them all so you saw them. Tiny cat there. is stalking them, so I'm trying to like scarf them down my gullet before uh -huh. she stuffs them down her. Yeah, well, it's a fairly dull yeah, this is. This is interesting because neither Katie or I had have watched Buffy the series. Um, had you seen any episodes of Buffy? Or? No, Other than the musical one? Yeah. Okay. Once more with feeling. You one, one episode of Buffy. There's a little montage to. Well, Doyle gives us enough backstory so that we don't have to watch the whole series so that you could come in and start watching this series. And it's a great series. I highly recommend this. And, you know, we've talked about Breaking Bad, The Soprano. Like, so I'm, I don't know what it means, but an endorsement from the Silver Linings Playcast for the show Angel is a pretty high thing for us to have watched the whole TV show. We talked about Game of Thrones, which... Polarizing the people, but six seasons was very enjoyable for most, very popular. Um, I feel like there's a little bit of everything, or a little bit of something there, for everybody in the show. There is. We talked about like the the genres listed on Wikipedia: uh, supernatural fiction, action, horror, neo noir, tragedy. I would, mm -hmm. but I mean, I would throw comedy and elements like. There's storylines that are maybe just like as romance comedy? as mm -hmm. any other romance. That's what maybe the tragedy But it's comes great because it doesn't like stay there. It's it, like one of my big problems with a lot of action shows is they force relationship storylines in so hard 
that distract from what this series is. This series beautifully integrates the mythology of vampires because vampires and are other very types of romanticized well, yeah. uh, supernatural thing where it's just it's a part of their story but it doesn't it doesn't make the characters I mean there's, there's some weirdness in season three and mm. and four but it's not it really doesn't ruin anything um, even though I'm kind of sad at the end of season five because there's some stuff that like like imagine if you're watching The Office and in season 5 uh, Jim and Pam go on their first date and then they kill Pam <laughs> which may or may not be a spoiler but y'all y'all don't care you know it's 2001 or, 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 or hold on yeah. Pam and Jim have a baby <laughs> and he gets relocated for a while and Angel through the office. Oh my goodness. Office Angel. <laughs> oh my god, how would you get Steve Carell as Angel? It, right? That, it would have to be, right? It would have to it, be like that. Just pitch for like an Emmy's sketch or something where you yeah. could like have all that interweaving. That would be hilarious. Um, Doyle is obviously at this point, he's a raging alcoholic. <laughs> he's Irish. Which he reminded me very much there's a okay, character no, in Highland. This. That's one of the reasons why I feel like Jess has to have at least been a fan of Island. He's clearly a fan of like a lot of sci-fi and fantasy There's also properties. David Greenwald had a lot so, of this too. He was. I just, uh, his name is way harder for me to say so many times. No, I'm just, I wonder what else he was involved in. Because yeah, he, they did combine to do this. Oh, um, you gotta make for the grown up talk now. Why would a woman Prophet, Grimm, TV show? Mm -hmm. He was also with Buffy. Mm -hmm. Oh, X Files for a little while. Ooh, or was so that the movie? No, it was a TV series, okay. Okay. He was involved in that. So maybe he worked Doogie with Hauser. He was a writer for Doogie Hauser and The Wonder Years. The original Wonder Years? Yeah. In the 80s. Um, he was a writer, yeah. So let's see here. Tina, I gotta do it by seniority. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to work extra hours. Oh, wow, yeah. He's, he's yeah. done a lot of, lot of stuff. Well, so. He's mostly a producer. Double shift, whatever. You're on the west, okay? Which, that, that makes sense. And, yeah, so he wrote and directed and produced some of the Wonder Years. All writers are trying to move up to producer eventually. It's, it's funny, it's so counterintuitive. Um, like, the people that are credited as writer often aren't doing the job you think of as writer. They're serving the producers... Who are what you think of as writers generally? Like it's and it depends on stuff too. That oh, consultant producer on sixty six episodes of Buffy mm -hmm. and sixty six. What? Oh, okay. No, executive producer sixty six episodes of Angel. Consulting producer forty four episodes. There's one hundred and ten episodes no, of Angel and complete. So he got. Uh, 
Well, he was. Oh, like, he stepped down yeah. actually because mm-hmm. he started as executive producer for most yeah. of it, and then I guess they like that kept involved, but then started working on his next thing, mm-hmm. uh, the hit series Surface, which lasted from two thousand five <laughs> to two thousand six. But I'm, I'm joking. I would absolutely love to. Wait, oh, is this? Oh no, this is just a side character, bus girl. Not bus like a bus. She's, she's a waitress at the end. Um, That's uh, his first vision, because Doyle gets these visions, so he has to go mm-hmm. save people by the powers that be. Yeah, they just introduced his car, too. Always driving funnel. She's about to mace him. Uh-huh. This is... The lie. Then why are you in there watching me? Because you look lonely. Ooh. There's a lot of foreshadowing and a lot of like mm-hmm. cute and obvious tie-ins if you're looking for that kind of thing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm she was asking him why uh, why Angel was approaching her at the restaurant for those I, not I watching along. The show did a really good job. If you take it in the context of it's 2000, uh, 1999 to 2000. Five. It doesn't like. That's why I think it has a near noir. They try to be very progressive. You might look back and say, "Oh, like some one of the, of the stuff old detective shows." Remember how, how we were, were trying, trying to figure out a genre? It's yeah, just like, they're it's like angel investigations. Yeah. Exactly, and I never. Uh, I didn't realize that to like. Yeah. Per- there was some point where it's like they keep saying investigation, but like I wasn't even realizing it is formulaically a lot like Batman early mm-hmm. on, where. He's Funny a detective. He's also a vampire. He's sort of. That? Yeah. You were <laughs> saying that he was literally. He's more. Ba- so Angel is actually he's about more... a Batman, and the story of Batman is about just an angel who lords over the city. What's, what's a, um, a? Not not a fundraising angel. A financial angel. Angel what's, investment. Angel investor. A, 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 angel investor. <laughs> angel invest. Investoration. <laughs> angel. This is. Uh. So, it's sad. Maybe we'll have to just keep doing this through the. Also, oh, I love. Oh yeah, the handheld. Yeah, the handheld massive. <laughs> He's at a Hollywood party now. It takes like a full size VHS. This, yeah, she's, it looks like a lunchbox no. video <laughs> camera that she's holding. Um, oh, this is a very important scene because this is they have a flashback later, like in season four. About how or his co- memory, yeah. like mm-hmm. memory. Oh, oh no, because Cordy has a memory of like what is my life had changed at this party and I'd gone a different route. Um, <laughs> they did it like a football <laughs> play. Uh huh. Yeah. Look at this kid. That's a great. So comfy, like just dancing. Yeah. She just still smells the, the uh-huh. food, even though it's not even there anymore. She just wants to like bask in the scent of that, it being I, in the area. I totally understand. I get it. Uh huh. So they introduce Oliver. He becomes a very important character. He never reappears in the series, but he yes, sort of he sets everything. Yes, oh, he does. You're right. Yes, he, yes, you're right. he does. You're right. I don't. I've already forgotten. From I know. From the time. Uh, he is in a very serious relationship with a landscape architect. Uh huh. <laughs> also known as a dog groomer. <laughs> this is is. So fascinating. 
because you have okay. They're in, so they're introducing oh the character Cordelia right now, who she is helping carry over the backstory from the Buffy series. Um, It's so funny, she looks so different, too, kind of, than she did at the end of the series, which anybody would. This is the series went on for five years, so um, they all... Uh, Fashion was rapidly changing around this time, too, so uh, it definitely reflected in uh, Cordelia's hairstyle. It's funny because it's short. It got shorter as as we went on, and so I sort of like, but gradually. Got, and so yeah. now that we're going back to the first one, I'm like, oh yeah, she started with like really long. She but, even has a flashback of that where she's going through uh-huh. old photos of it, and she goes, "Oh, cute, hot, hot, oh cute, Jesus, what was I thinking, <laughs> or whatever." Yeah. This. So again, meta making fun of itself uh-huh. as it's changing and trying to keep up with times, but also keeping it, you know, this yeah. kind of vintage style in a way. They sort of give you a very standardized character. Like, they give you a baseline of what every character is going to be like here in this first episode. Even though, by the time you get on in the series, you're going to have a complete, a mostly different cast. But mostly different. They cycle them, they cycle them well. Like, it doesn't... It's, mm-hmm. it's, of course. You uh, still have... Well, because the people at the end aren't here at the beginning. Yeah. And the people at the beginning aren't, aren't there at the end. Well, we haven't finished the end yet. Yeah, you're right. But, um, well, no, like, they haven't introduced one of the characters yet, but spoiler, Wesley. Wesley's there almost the whole time. Is he? Yeah. He comes in in uh, season one, I'm 90% sure. Oh, doesn't he come in, like, halfway when they were, because he's a replacement. No. What, no, you're talking about Gun, maybe? No, no, no. Doesn't he come Doyle in to replace Wesley Doyle? Knew- Oh, did they? They knew each other. Oh, okay. I didn't remember that then. I thought he came Because Wesley... Too. No, the only person that didn't know who Doyle was is Fred, who's introduced much later. Okay. If Fred is a girl, if you're playing along at home. Winifred Burkle. Which who is I such didn't... A, no. What's a cute, nerdy girl name. I love that. Tiny hey. cat. Damn it. Angel just jumped into the wrong car, and that is hilarious. So we're having a sort of very action car chase. Yeah, there's a lot of action and fun, like, ridiculous stuff in this. Uh Uh-huh. And no, not everything is perfect, which also kind of adds to, like, them not taking themselves seriously and you kind of immersing yourself more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I guess more like a a kung fu movie, you know, Mm -hmm. where... Yeah, and they have they even have some very Eastern influenced episodes because mm-hmm. yeah, there's one yeah. where I very felt very much like sort of like Big Trouble in Little China esque. Um, well, they do they deal with a lot of um, mm-hmm. legend and folklore and stuff like yeah. that as well and like. But just, he's a vampire, but like they really like it's funny they almost talk about demons and demonology more than vampire, vampire lore. lore. Um. Ooh, fancy Cordelia starring oh, yeah. it up at the party. It's like in her tiny little apartment eating finger food she stole from said party. 
This is so funny, I think, because she plays an actress that's like a failing act. The, the, she's not getting cast as she wants. So she's like trying to make her way as an actress in L.A. Which is very ironic to me because then they even have other times like where she encounters supposedly famous actresses. But it's funny to think like Cordelia is actually... Uh, what, Charisma Carpenter? Is that yeah, it? Charisma, Charisma Carpenter. Charisma Carpenter. Was, was she in the, the spin, or not the spin-off, uh-huh. but the, the reboot of Dynasty? Was she? I think she was. I think she was one of the main characters. Because it's weird when you're, like, playing a failing actress in a series and you meet a more, like, an established actress, often it's it's the failing actress character that is played by a more established actress and they will just bring a day player in to be that famous character. So it's it's always got to be like weird, but that's why it's acting because it's not real. It's people I, playing something a else. Failing comedian. Yeah. <laughs> Tiny cat, are you sitting on my thing, buddy? So now, David Boreanaz is comforting Angel. That's his name, not the actor <laughs> or the character. He's got a see. You have a crush. Character name. You got a crush on him? I've done enough already. He's wonderful. He really is. Like, if if he had been in somebody else, uh, many other actors would have ruined this or not made it possible to have a whole spinoff. Because how many successful spinoffs are there of things? Not not many. So it's very impressive. I also Um, like that even though it's only been five years, like from this season to obviously, like there's five seasons. So he really does come into his own in those five years, mm-hmm. kind of like it actually is taking five years to get there. Because mm-hmm. um, as, you know, he's putting on a little more weight as he gets a little bit older, but also he kind of lightens up a little bit. And his character really, truly develops. Like It's funny because when, we like when we were in season three, I thought that I liked season one and two better because I'm like, oh, they were lighter and more episodic with individual hour adventures. But I'm actually, I'm really digging season Five and now contextually mm-hmm. going back, I'm like seeing seeing what it grew into. <laughs> There's just a weird storyline in season four. Yeah, and you prepared like you kept saying it's gonna get it's, weird. Yeah, it's gonna get weird, but it's gonna get better. Which was weird to say because it is a weird show and there's so many weird episodes. But but yeah, the season four is definitely I feel like an outlier. I don't. It's not bad. I think that they had to kind of set some of that stuff up. Also, yeah. wait, what year was that? Was that a writer's strike year? No, that was four years before 2008. Okay. Um, but there has to be some break or something, though, because it was on for five years, but there, there has to be a year where it was either slow or skipped. Or maybe there was a strike, but not the... Yeah. 2008 is is what most people refer to as the big recent yeah. WGA strike, but um, that being said, there's actually a lot. I was like I started participating in the Reddit writer screenwriters community, and they were talking about um, there's been like 52 strikes over. Oh, also you know, okay. So one of the one of the other producers is uh, Tim Manier, who also has been an executive producer for American Horror Story. Obviously, oh, okay. later on. Yeah. So, this, like... Oh, and he was also... Oh, okay, he did Firefly, too. And uh, Lewis and Clark. Tim? Lewis and Clark. Sorry, not Lewis and Clark. Tim Minear. 
M-I-N-E-A. I want to see the show Lois and Lewis and Clark. (laughs) (laughs) Make it. Like, it's like the story of Superman, but it's set in the pioneer days, or like the Predator, uh, Tina coffee spot. It really is a tragedy, though. That's what I'm saying. It could be very Shakespearean. At times. That's what I'm realizing now too. Which I'm and and I'm it, wondering it took, how it's going to play into the end because see, and that's why season four plays into itself. The, there's a lot of things coming full circle in this end of season five where mm-hmm. they. They all make a big deal. Like, I'm sorry, there's a tree frog on the stained glass door, and Tiny Cat is like, I don't know if you can see it, it's in a like, little witch cat kind of looking thing where the stream oh, is coming. You see? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, see, there's... <laughs> I just hopped up there. Like, <laughs> she's about to start meerkatting. Tiny Cat. Okay, so homegirl is like running away. Uh huh. So yeah, the thing is, um, they all kind of have like a specific format in a way too. Except for like, a, there's a few, yeah. there's a few like one-off episodes that are very thematically different. Different, mm-hmm. but most of them have like a pretty set. For a long while before they start introducing the equation. big long storylines, what I like too is. I always thought it was fun because they would establish how fun it was from the beginning. They would often open, the cold open would have something where it like, it seemed very tense, like the character would be staring at the camera, delivering something very dramatic, and then the next shot would be something to make it such yeah, a like goofy they're, they're, context. They're trying to figure out if they want to cut their sandwich uh-huh. uh, in, like horizontally yeah. or diagonally. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So good. I love it. <laughs> He's so creepy. So it's interesting in the beginning, they're sort of like the, the villains. It doesn't get really like. He's um, a really good villain, though. Serialized yeah. for a while. But so far, when the show starts out, it's. It's really just like vampires and demons are sort of like criminals. They're monsters of the week, like a Law and Order show or something. But they're, sl- they're slowly introducing. Um, it's so weird. It's hard to it's hard to talk about. It. Not even because I'm like giving away stuff, which clearly there's going to be spoilers. But like, sort of the ultimate criminal evil antagonist of the show. Wait a minute. A there's an episode zero that I have to find. There's an Wait, unaired the, pilot that they released. In an unaired pilot of Angel. Angel? I'm on the, the IMDb right now. Also, the two highest episodes, one of them was, you're welcome. Uh, and the other one is a season finale. I can't wait. Oh, wow. Can we stay up really all night? Cl- yeah, we... <laughs> actually, like, it's only 7.30 right now. We, you know, we can, we'll, we'll be there before... This is a little over halfway done. This is about two-thirds done, which is, they just killed off the girl that... Uh, Angel had saved the bus girl. So he's having a very Batman sequence. He's walking around on. Wait, what's that again? 
first name or last? I don't know. Yeah. No, you see, there's, there's. It definitely evolves into way more than it starts, though, because it is, it, it really starts. It's very easily digestible. As anything like, would too. Like, I'm, this is not even a criticism. It's the evolution that any any good show would have. But it's it's interesting because it really only has like these two main. You have Angel and his sidekick at the beginning, who is sort of the. Um, MacGuffin that helps the the plot of the episodes start. I do love how '90s ish a lot of this stuff is. But oh look, look at uh, dude, he is so oh, Lindsay, young yeah. and different. Look, uh, Lindsay, he doesn't have his long hair, his is, little Nashville yeah, hair. Who becomes? Why are they all from Texas? All the Southern people are from Texas. Uh -huh. I guess back then they didn't know about. They didn't know about us now. He understands. <laughs> it's just... Uh, wait. Wait, is that his dad? No, it's a client. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that's a vampire. Yeah, he's a bad guy. He was such... Oh, I hate him. He always, like, plays the creepiest guy. Uh -huh. It's, like, super cringy, so he was a really good choice in my eyes. Mm -hmm. I remember the first time I saw it when I was a teenager. Like, I saw him up there, and I was like, ugh. Uh -huh. So this is so interesting. They've introduced a character who is not... I want... He's not the villain of a series, but he is a recurring... Uh, character that plays for the bad team but he's he's off and on okay another another mark of a really good show is to have a villain that really has backstory and may not always be the villain they actually i don't think like, as far as i'm concerned that we know about they have never shown the senior partners who are the ultimate villain right mm -hmm. the senior partners a, at the law firm that's actually amazing and the power they have be. not the ultimate that is quite an observation. Yeah. The They suck people into portals and like just like all, all of a sudden snap their fingers. All these characters are pawns mm -hmm. for the powers that be that are like the So who is the real enemy? Maybe the, the real enemy lives is, within yourself. I oh, I can't wait to play this. Everything's an allegory? Is that what you said the other day? It's two people playing chess yeah. on an island and all these characters have been dead for a long time. <laughs> and... Uh, or maybe it's uh, the two characters from Good Omen. Okay. So, Cordy's still trying to be an actress. She has. She's. They're setting her up as a, a character. Um, but in this episode, you're not completely seeing how she's going to play in for most of the episode. But I have to say, I really enjoyed... They, they did a great job with her, because it's funny. When I, first, when I saw this first episode, I thought, like, oh, she's going to be, like, the, the stupid, pretty sidekick that, like, is trying to be an actress the whole time. But um, she has, a, has great arcs. Yeah. Where she's given a lot to she's do. She's like a Tesla coil with all them arcs, though. Yeah. <laughs> But maybe, you know, uh -huh. she was connected to the powers that be, so eventually, you know. Say, they did, they, so maybe she is, she is a pawn. They do a good job on this show with when, they, they don't introduce somebody for no reason. 
they there is a little bit of throwing in characters here and there like any show would have to do where there's it's like some tokenism but most mostly they just like let a lot of people be a lot of awesome things and these are incredible roles for everybody that was involved uh long term where they often get to switch sides or um have different motivations and allies yeah and like you know even though somebody might be cast as like a sweet sensual little girl or Uh something like a young actress or something like that she's going to be hacking somebody up with an axe and they do it so much more casually because like i'll say i was i was a huge fan of the show 24 but if you go and binge watch 24 it is ridiculous how soap opera-y it is with oh, people God, switching sides like episode to episode. Like you're like it's it's being manipulative for the sake of manipulative. Though, but it was like yeah, I mean it was it was great. It, it was, was just cheesy but, nonsense like um, rice and cheese. Yes, <laughs> this is the substance and uh-huh. the cheese. But uh, but this is much smoother in taking those characters. From good to bad to good to bad, which I'm not saying happens at all, but it might happen. And it doesn't. And smooth doesn't necessarily mean slow in this. Situation. Yeah, no, not at all. It just it's, it feels like it's valid. It doesn't. Um, you want to say something, Tiny Kid? Well, actually, it goes to that thing I think I was talking about at the beginning about how sometimes it just you recontextualize what is good, who is because because there's there's a storyline where one of the characters is working against all the other main characters in a in a very like scary aggressive way and yet if you're seeing stuff from his perspective or her perspective um, he's trying to <laughs> save everybody like he's oh this is that's like one of my favorite little things there hold on I want to I want to <laughs> jump into that when he when he goes into these like little characters where Angel is actually playing a character in the show like he's got to pretend uh-huh. to be like some like bubbly whatever he he's just so good mm-hmm. at it it cracks me up so much just the subtle little i makes makes me sad that we we're not even going to introduce my favorite character for a whole bunch of episodes and uh oh yeah the host tiny cat is guarding the microphone it's funny how much less color is in, in the early episodes. Which which again, fair like the, the Oh yeah, no, budget the budget is lower, goes but like the, wild. Yeah, the, the all the clothing on. is very dark and which is fine thematically, it's just you get some great colors later in the series. Um, you you are no longer in everybody wearing office yeah. even though you, you do it's funny because it kinda gets more formal in the fifth season too. With, yeah. with everybody working it in off, but mm-hmm. I don't, it's, uh, but, but so also there's, there's one of my favorite things is mm-hmm. like when they really start getting into the lore and things like that mm-hmm. too, like there's so much more fun things to look at too. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a bunch of like cool medieval axes and like even older than that and, and yeah. whatnot, but like, um, is it apothecary type stuff mm-hmm. and like, um, yeah, like all the little, all the trinkets Yeah. and all the cool, like ancient relic jars and Oh, he's being very James Bondy right now, oh, too. Yeah. He, was, he had to be his own gadget guy until he sort of gets a team of specialists <laughs> that each play their own role. Mm-hmm. 
Look at this. <laughs> With, what is that, a grappling hook? Uh-huh. <laughs> he is oh, Batman. Oh, yeah. He d Bat! <laughs> yeah, I yeah, my goodness. The, uh, the vampire face makeup right now. Still, it looks like Microsoft Paint <laughs> visual effects editing, which is it's fine. I mean, and later on, it's still just like Gimp Shop, the yeah. original. <laughs> like, but still. Uh huh. Oh boy, you're about to get your ass kicked. <laughs> you think it's over because you think it's a final battle, but uh -huh. it's not. Involved. <laughs> there he gives a headbutt. There's gonna be lots of headbutts in this show. He's working with a lot. Oh yeah. You know what though? <laughs> the way that like the level that we're watching it at right now, the volume level. Mm -hmm. I think that season one might have actually been a little bit more well mixed, I guess, the levels. Absolutely. I but as it goes on, it gets louder. And I, that might be a Hulu issue, though. I think it, it was interesting because we also, we watched, so it, the fifth season was shot, was the first one shot in... Uh, 1080. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, they just weren't even doing that prior. Yeah. Um, which is interesting just about... Technology is literally advancing. The first one or the only So this is, oh, actually, oh, no, this plays in some interesting history. I'm going to give away some stuff about my age right now, but I was going to film school. You don't even school. know how old you are. It's okay. Um, you learned all this by osmosis. The year I graduated from film school, which was 2006, actually the next year was the year my school officially changed to an all-digital film production program. Ooh. We were they were still using film and stuff, but that's because the technology had, had filtered down from Hollywood to institution levels. So there yeah. there is a lot of jumps in technology going on as this show is being made. They, they yeah. literally are creating better things to make shows with rapidly as this show is going on. That's um, also maybe why they let David Boreanaz direct mm -hmm. one or two here. Cause also, because look at the uh, perspective of this. This has the black bars on the left and right sides of the screen. Oh, wow. It's not even shot in a go. perspective large enough to to be the uh, I think like the sixteen ratio. nine aspect ratio. I don't know enough about those things, which is stupid because that's like basic basic stuff I should know. But no, I you just, don't need to know it because nobody feels exactly. that anymore. I let everybody else do it. Yeah, so it's it's mostly a square. So this was designed to be shot to watched on a regular square, the old square TVs with CRT. the four by three. Uh, perspective so like yeah so there's actually less angel to watch like you're not getting as much picture in this first episode um it's it's so funny so now he's shown up um and he's confronting this guy that he was he was fighting with again I keep my name out of the paper what do you expect <laughs> Which you're really, they're really. And so now, remember me watching this for the first time. 
with no idea where this is going. I did not realize how much all this stuff was going to play in. Like, and you thought that this was going to be like a bad guy for a while. Too. I did too. That and that was the nope. thing. And not even for any more minutes. This is it. And this is. Um, he's at the law I do firm. have one complaint. Yeah. One complaint would be. That's a really. They tall are building. inconsistent. Mm -hmm. About what kills the vampires. Yeah. They're very, like, yes. some people can, like, you know, there's certain scenes and stuff where they put uh, they put their arms out where there's, like, sun mm -hmm. filtering through a window, but it, there's technically no glass because it was in, like, the 1400s, and that yes. was way too expensive for these little barns and shit mm -hmm. that they were hanging out in. But, like, they can hold their hand out there, and it doesn't, like, burst into flames. It just kind of sizzles. But then, like, some people immediately go out into, like, the sun, and they're, like, just instantly roasted. And now, like, this guy had to fall out of some stories, mm -hmm. you know, fall out of a window a few stories before he actually caught on fire. Yeah. So. Which is where a good writer can help you save a lot of money by just injecting a little line of, like, we're behind glass that keeps this. And then, like, all of a sudden, yeah. you don't have to worry about that exactly. for the rest of the, the um, which they totally yes. do oh, yeah. at some point. And they, they definitely. Uh-huh. But you're right, you're right. It's yeah, not so. even a complaint. It's just maybe an observation. No, it's, it's a great. It's, it's, it's hilarious. It is, yeah, there is. That's why it's like, oh well, you know, it's not like a true vampire show. Or blah, blah, blah. Sure, like not. it's it's okay though. Which is one of the things about like why it was good for them to keep their sort of comical like tone because people pick apart fantasy and sci-fi series so much, <laughs> but. You, they've sort of built in the ability to be a little inconsistent exactly. by calling themselves out on some of these things, too. But, um, it's single. just truly an entertaining show. But also, like, look across how the small they're in a place where they literally could have shot in somebody like an empty apartment or something. Oh yeah, they totally paid somebody for, like to use it for, for their week. first office, where they even the Wolfram and Hart boardroom. Is it could have been like a hotel conference yeah, like room they rented for the weekend, so it's going to get way nicer. But they're definitely. Um, it's interesting because Joss Whedon is and and Dave Greenwald are they're proven now, but they still like everybody. They still have to start over to make sure their show is going to be successful. So they're like, so this isn't a no budget show, but it's still a first season of a show. Um, so so they've given reason, which is great. You write your, your characters as all poor, starving L.A. upstarts, and then you let them grow as your budget and cast grows, and it literally just facilitates. Uh, right so Okay, this is just temporary. That Cordy is going to just temporarily with their office. Yeah, man, did I... Did I guess all the dynamics that were going to happen wrong from this first... Episode, even though, like, they hinted some of the things, but it doesn't go any of the ways that, like, I thought it was going to in the beginning. You thought Angel so. and Cordy were going to hook up? Yeah, because that's the way blondes, that, like, everything. Though, but you'll learn that later, which is why. Yeah. Sense. Can't have a blonde working for him. So, now. I love how he actually did grow into his hair, though, because uh -huh. that hairstyle right there is. Okay. Very Nick Lachey, I guess. Is that? Oh man, yeah. So there it was, the first episode. What a, yeah. yeah. Well, that. 
you have any final thoughts about the pilot of Angel? I think it did exactly what it was supposed to do. I think it gave you a little taste of everything, gave you a good little backstory. I think it was perfect for a pilot. Though I do want to see what they tried to do with the unaired pirate. Pi- pirate. Me too. I, <laughs> I even R. enjoy it more now, considering like like because I, I know where a lot of it goes, it, and like, I'm, I'm very excited about that too. Ooh. So I think they did a good job. I didn't even know how good it was going to get because we 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 started it and we watched some episodes like periodically, being like, "Oh, this is a good show," but then then about. Episode eleven or twelve was when I got solidly hooked, and and I'm not saying I didn't like it up to that point. I'm just saying like we, we were watching, watching it episodically, but then when we hit about eleven or twelve, like we stopped watching you other things, it. so I could s- s- just like go through this, and it was a good series. And we got like a couple more to watch, but anyway, thanks for we started for watching this in. instead of Severance. We did. We, we did one what of the top rated shows from from yeah. TV, so that's. Um, what else did we stop watching? Uh, we've, we well, I mean, we actually even paused for the Sopranos in, to come back to this. Yeah, but yeah. we're just gonna knock this out. Um, I'm so excited! I can't wait. But, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you know, and and the reason I thought this would be appropriate because um, you know, Angel has a lot in common with Pat from Silver Linings Playbook. They're both uh, uh, men that have a lot of. Stuff to work out. So anyway, <laughs> thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Stuff to work out. <laughs> Everybody can relate to that. Tune in next week and every week as long as we decide to keep doing this for all the latest on uh, information on Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and the Silver Linings Playbook, the book. And we might even just have to do a special sub-series of Angel or stuff. I don't know, because I don't... You know, I want every episode to be about Silver Linings Playbook, the movie, and Silver Linings Playbook, the book, authoritatively. I don't want just to have dumb tie-ins, but I thought this one was really really appropriate, and if you see the parallels in these things, I think you'll understand. I'm just rambling now. Hey. Yeah. I can start my own podcast called Angel Investigators. Absolutely. (laughs) The spinoff series about the spinoff series. Yes. So... Thanks for listening. Uh, check out all the links and the you know blah blah blah. I don't remember how the outro goes, but uh, thanks for tuning in. Hope you all are doing well. And until next time, we will see you down the road and Excelsior. He's kind of crazy. She's a little insane. Keeping energy really messes with his brain. One is the forest. The other's husband is dead. That's why it's so messed up in the head. It's a silver linings play cast. <laughs>